all things apostolic. On today's podcast, we are going to delve into one of the most profound teachings of Jesus Christ, a teaching that encapsulates the essence of the Christian faith and provides a blueprint for our interactions both with God and with each other. This teaching is none other than the greatest commandment, as recounted in Mark chapter 12, verse 28, where Jesus is asked about the most important commandment of all. Jesus' response to this question is a masterclass in spiritual and moral guidance. He begins by affirming the oneness of God, instructing us to love God with all our heart, all our soul, mind, and strength. This is not just a call to a feeling of affection, but a commitment encompassing every aspect of our being. But Jesus doesn't stop here. He goes on to say that the second commandment is like the first, and that is that we should love our neighbor as ourselves. In these words, Jesus bridges the gap between divine love and human relationships, making it clear that our love for God is inseparable from our love for our fellow human beings. This dual commandment, in essence, is a summation of the Ten Commandments given to Moses at Mount Sinai. The first four commandments focus on our relationship with God, while the latter six deal with our interactions with other people. Jesus masterfully condenses these ten directives into two, emphasizing that all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Thou shalt love, or thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, and to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. These four commandments encompass um, loving God. The remaining six commandments correspond to how we interact with our fellow man. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And thou shalt not covet. By distilling these ten commandments into the dual imperative to love God, wholeheartedly and to love our neighbor as ourself, Jesus deepens our understanding of its application. This summation is not merely a simplification, but it is a elevation, rather, of the law, inviting us to a more holistic practice of faith. Jesus reveals that the entirety of the law and the teaching of the prophets are not a collection of isolated commandments, but a unified call to love. Diving deeper into this commandment, Jesus references the Shema from Deuteronomy 6 and 4, and it highlights the foundational Jewish principle of the oneness of God. This confession, the Shema, is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. This is a cornerstone of the Jewish faith. It is a declaration that has been physically carried out by the Jewish people through the use of tefillin and mezuzah, serving as a constant reminder of their devotion to God. For apostolics, this understanding of God's oneness is further illuminated in the New Testament's revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus is seen as the manifestation of the one true God of Israel in flesh. 
This isn't just a theological point, but it is a profound truth that shapes our understanding of God's nature and his interactions with the world. The Bible describes God as light, as love, and as life, expressing that his essence is in ways that all creation can relate to and understand. This concept of expression and being is crucial for understanding how we're to love God and each other. The scriptural call to love our neighbor is multifaceted, and it encompasses a range of behaviors and attitudes that reflect God's character. The Old Testament lays the groundwork with its clear prohibitions against vengeance and holding grudges, as we see in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 18 which commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. This foundational directive sets the stage for a community where justice, mercy, and compassion override personal grievances and desires for retaliation. The New Testament builds on this foundation with numerous exhortations to live out this love in practical, everyday actions. Jesus' teachings particularly the parables, emphasize the importance of seeing and responding to the needs of others, even when they fall outside the boundaries of our immediate community or social circles. The parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, is a prime example where Jesus expands the definition of neighbor. His expanded definition includes anyone in need, irrespective of social, ethnic, or religious barriers. To truly, love one up, to, or to truly love others, we must first understand and love ourselves in the context of our relationship with God. This means recognizing not just who we are now with all of our flaws and all of our shortcomings, but it's also recognizing who we're called to be. It's about seeing the perfect vision of ourselves that exist in God's mind, and then we have to strive towards that ideal. In doing so, we need to learn to extend this same grace and vision towards others, helping them on their journey towards spiritual fulfillment. Therefore, loving our neighbor as ourselves is seeing them in their essentiality. It is viewing them in their perfection. We are to view their strengths and not become fixated on their weaknesses. In the same way that we are to maximize our own potential based on who we are to become, loving others as ourselves implies that we come alongside our fellow brothers and sisters and help them to become what God has called them to be. Loving our neighbor then is rooted in helping people become. And so in conclusion, in talking about this great commandment that Jesus has asked about in Mark, it's not just a directive. It is a way of life. And this way of life challenges us to live in a constant state of love towards God and each other. And in this way of life, we foster a community that reflects the very essence of God's own nature. As we reflect on this teaching, and as we reflect on God's commandment to love others as ourselves, 
let us make a commitment to embody this love in all aspects of our lives, transforming our relationships and our communities in the process. And so for those in leadership, it means realizing the, the possibilities and the capabilities and what an individual looks like and what God has called them to become. And what we are then challenged to do is to focus on their strengths because strength in the end begets strength. And so when we look at others and we love others as we love ourselves, we're able to look into the timeless, into the perfection, into God's mind and see what this individual is called to be. And then once we have this vision of what God has called them to be, we help them on the journey. We help them on the road. We come alongside them and help them in maximizing their potential. So as we look at others, let's look at those through God's eyes. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. And may we all strive to live out the greatest commandment in our own daily lives. God bless.